Classroom Radio with Mr. Reynoso. I'm Gabrielle Gutierrez. This week, our guests are Alex Martin and Dayton Tognazzini. On this episode, we'll be discussing the solar eclipse and our upcoming leadership assignment. And now, here's your host, Mr. Reynoso. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, Gabriella. And of course, you guys are now seeing the only reason I do this is so that my class can applaud me. To feed my starving ego. That's mm-hmm. right. Exactly. Dayton's agreeing. All right. Well, uh, good. So here we are with uh, episode number two, coming off hot off the heels of a very controversial episode number one. I really enjoyed episode number one. Did you guys enjoy listening to that? Yes. All right. Good. Good. Uh, all right. So sometimes people don't like the sound of their voice, but or but it's it's kind of fun. I'm enjoying this. So uh, we'll see where this one goes. So uh, we've got Alex and Dayton here. Uh, Dayton. A uh, SLE award winner today. Big hand for Dayton for doing that. And, uh, Dayton, before we get into the topics, how do you feel about uh, uh, not just receiving an SLE, but getting an SLE with not one, but two stinky stickers? Very good smelling. Good smell. They're, so they're, they're not too bad smelling. Those t- smell like the char. Uh, all right, seriously though, um, how does it feel to get something that's kind of a fourth grade thing put on an eighth grade SLE? How did that feel for you? Nice, because it's just the past c- coming into the present. Oh, well, that's kind of a neat way. My biggest fear, and I've, and I've said this to everyone here in the class, my biggest fear is that I'm bringing too much fourth grade into your eighth grade experience. And, I, and if that, that happens, it's because that's what I'm comfortable with, and I don't want you guys to feel like I'm talking down to you. So, but, but when it comes to SLE, yes, I'm going to put stinky stickers on those. Okay, so deal with it. I hope you guys are okay with that. And uh, I hope you're okay with the scent. I do have gra- or I have dirt scent. Uh, there's strawberry. There's uh, tutti frutti. That one's kind of fun. So there's a whole bunch of different scents. Okay, Alex, how are you doing? Good. Good. Good to ha- good to have you on the show. Thanks. Are you nervous? A little. Good. Good. That's uh, you got to keep them nervous. Keep them on the edge. So let's get right into it. Uh, the first uh, our first topic that we're going to be discussing was the solar eclipse experience. So what we did is I had you guys do the research on what a solar eclipse is, what makes this one so special, how come certain uh, portions of the United States will see it better than others, what are the dangers, and then we had to look up uh, different ways to view the solar eclipse. So um, what was that like working with, Alex, I'm gonna start with you, what was that like working in a group? It was fun to work in a group about something that's super fun and only happens once in a lifetime. Mm -hmm. Because... Well, the next one's in about... I want to say seven or eight years, so let's, I hope it's, it's more than once in a lifetime for my sake. I'm hoping I live more than seven years, is what I'm trying to say. So, but anyway, what, so let's talk about the group experience. Um, the way that I, that I made the groups was I had you stand with your friends, and everyone's thinking, oh, this is going to be my group, it's going to be so much fun, and then I split you guys up. Okay, so uh, it's not the first time you had to work in a group or sit in a group with people who may not be your bestest, friendest, in the whole widest, worldest. But let's, I, let's talk about that experience of working in a group. So we'll get to the solar eclipse. But talk about the dynamics of working in a group. What makes it challenging? Well, if someone doesn't participate in the group, mm-hmm. you might have to step in and do that part for them. Okay. Or encourage them 
to keep on working on it every single time. How do you encourage them without, um, I don't know, for lack of a better word, nagging them? You could just like tap them on the shoulder, say, hey, are you um, working or messing okay. around? Uh, well, that, it, that, that is a challenge. I think, I think you guys would agree that when you're in a group, as much as we'd like to think it, the, 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 the work is going to be divided nice and evenly, sometimes someone's not pulling their end. So, Dayton, talk to us about the group that you were in. You were in, the, you were in a group that, uh, that had four people as well. There was, uh, there was uh, one group that had five, but everyone else was in a group of four. Talk about what that was like working in a group. So, for me, working in the group, it was kind of easy because we divided it up pretty evenly, like we would each take like one section of the four things that you had to do and do those, then we would do the second one, same mm -hmm. thing. Now that is one thing as I'm walking around, I did notice one thing that an exception to was your group in terms of like you made sure that everyone had the same amount of, of, of work to put in so it, it, it added that responsibility. So the question I'm throwing to you is, why do you think it's important to work in groups as opposed to let's sit in rows, everyone do your own work, don't talk, shut up, listen, jump through the hoops I give you. Why do you think it's important for us to learn how to work in groups? Because then it helps your communication skills and your social skills. Okay. Because without those skills, you won't be able to talk to anyone okay. like that you're not really comfortable with. Because this used to happen to me all the time when I was younger. Mm -hmm. I would also, I'd be like Milo in the Phantom Tollbooth, for example. I would be apathetic, not even care about going to school. Mm -hmm. I would only care about grades and my family. Okay. And not that those aren't important. Grades and family are important. Those but, are the most important. But, but so you bring out how it, is, it can help us with communication and just socialization. Now about Dayton, how about you? Why do you think it's important for, for students to learn how to work in groups? Well, I think it is because what Alex said is good for communication because when you're older, you will, have, you will need to learn like your communication skills because when you're in high school or college, you will have to do a, a lot or a good amount of group projects and you will have to be able to communicate with your group members. Well, I, I, if you didn't, and to the members of our eighth grade audience here, if you don't like working in a group or don't like doing group projects, the bad news is the, the, the direction that education is going is that more and more group projects are going to be put in place. So not just on the, on the elementary school or the junior high level, but high school and college. Uh, I just, at the age of 47, I decided to go back, or 46, I decided to go back to school to get another degree. Even, even at that level, it was group work. We did reports together. You know, I wrote this 100-some-odd page thesis paper, but I did it, I worked on it with someone else. So that experience that you guys had and, and the experience that everyone here in eighth grade had of working together in a group, that's going to be what your high school experience is going to be like more and more often. And it's important that we learn to work in groups with people that maybe we don't always interact with. So, all right, now let's get to the specifics of the, the Solar Eclipse Project and doing all that. Let's talk about uh, working with the, the ages that you did. Dayton, what grade did you work so with? So I had to work with second grade. Second grade, and Alex? I had seventh grade. So, all right, so big, good, big, big spectrum there. Let's talk about, let's talk about the grade that you had. What was it like going into that classroom and talking to those students? Going into the seventh grade, it kind of brought back memories from second, seventh grade. Mm -hmm. Because seventh graders, they know 
pretty much to pay attention. Like, they don't have to be told over and over. Mm-hmm. Because their attention span is a little bit longer okay. than a second grader or first graders. How would you felt if last year, if you if you were in seventh grade and last year's eighth graders walked in? How would how would you have felt then? I would have felt comfortable still. Okay, just by uh, let's see, uh, by a round of applause, I want everyone in the audience. It, imagine yourself in seventh grade again with Mr. Piscopo Williams, and imagine how you would have felt with those eighth graders coming in to do a presentation. If you would have felt comfortable and okay with that, go ahead and applaud. If, uh, all right, good amount. If you wouldn't have felt comfortable, and don't be afraid if you're the only one, if you wouldn't have felt comfortable with uh, eighth graders coming in to do, teach a lesson, go ahead and applaud. Hmm, interesting. So. Well, there's there's someone maybe someone maybe well waiting to clap. But so my, I thought it would be challenging for eighth graders to go into seventh grade because they're so close to your age and it's kind of you know it's kind of a little nerve wracking thing. And I've always said there's always this weird competition between seventh and eighth grade. But but I don't know. So let's talk about second grade. Much different than seventh grade. Talk about what that experience is like. So for second grade, it was um, probably. A a lot easier for the other grades mm-hmm. for, for my perspective mostly because the second grade they were well behaved they were all listening mm-hmm. and like none of them really got off task for oh, a lot of the time mm-hmm. like they were all asking good questions okay. and like it was it was fun so there's definitely a difference in the behavior of that yes. side. okay once again It'll be an interactive show. I'm gonna say a grade. If it's one that you really wanted to do, applaud. If it's not, don't applaud. Even our announcer, who's, who's uh, I think she's taking a nap right now in front of us. <laughs> I, I was like, where did she go? There she is. Um, all right, so once again, if it's a grade that you really wanted to do, applaud. If not, don't applaud. Okay. First grade. Second grade. One person. Third grade. Fourth grade. Miss Peterson, if you're listening to this, please don't be offended. It's, they're probably traumatized from their fourth grade experience with their fourth grade teacher. So don't take it. She's going to be so upset that no one applauded for fourth grade. So we'll do something a little later. Uh, fifth grade. Sixth grade. Seventh grade. Wow. Wow. That's surprising. Then I was completely wrong. As I thought, like the sweet spot would be like, third or fourth grade, because they're not too young to where you have to babysit, and they're not too old where they're going to be judging you. So I thought third, fourth, maybe fifth grade would be the sweet spot. So, so many people wanted seventh grade. You didn't get seventh grade, and you did get seventh grade. Why do you think so many of your colleagues, your peers here in eighth grade, why do you think so many of them wanted seventh grade instead? I would say because they all really like last year's teacher okay and they just wanted to so am i to interpret that the reason no one applauded for fourth grade is because they didn't like their fourth grade teacher no. i would just say because they don't talk about controversy yeah. <laughs> all right no no so but you're saying that did have an effect on it because they had such a positive experience with mr piscopo williams that it made him want to go back into his room okay interesting what that, uh, how about you do you have anything to add to that why so many of your peers in eighth grade, why they wanted to go back into seventh grade? Because most of the eighth graders now and the seventh graders mm-hmm. were pretty close. Because we make friends in younger grades because we mm-hmm. are the oldest grade now. Yeah. 
But if we were back in seventh grade and the eighth graders from last year were still here, mm -hmm. we were still close to that class too. Okay, so was there a bond between last year's eighth grade and you guys? Yeah. Was no. it a pretty good bond? Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, all right, round of applause. Uh, was there a good bond between your class last year, the eighth graders last year, and you guys? Round of applause. Some people. Uh, all right. Uh, this is the interactive episode. Uh, we'll, we'll try. Sean, you came up with the title for last week's episode. You come up with the title for this one if you could. Uh, applause if you think the relationship between last year's eighth grade class and you guys could have been better. So there was there, but it could have been better. And and there's I think there's floor stomping or floor pounding over there. All right. Um, so let's then let's talk about going out there. The the day of the eclipse and we're out there and you're working with other classes. Um, and some of you worked with you, you worked with people who weren't in seventh grade. Did you get a chance, Dayton, did you get a chance to work with people who weren't in, sixth, in second grade? Um, like any TK, any kinder, any first, or anything like that? No, I was mostly just, I was just mostly focusing on my group Okay, so you stayed people. with your group of kids. Yep. Talk about what it was like to be out there. I'm sorry to interrupt. Talk about what it's like to be out there. Second grade, they're six, some of them turning seven. So basically, they're first graders still. Yeah. Talk about what that's like doing something like that with someone so young. It was a little bit more challenging than the presenting because I had to keep on showing them how to not close the hole for a pinhole viewer and how to actually use it. Okay. All right, and, and what grades did you work with when you were out there, Alex? Um, I worked with seventh grade, kindergarten, first grade, and third grade. Okay, so you, you, had, you had a good, good mix. And I think a lot of you, uh, all right, once again, round of applause. How many of you worked with kids from more than one grade level? All right, okay. Emerson's back there going, why is everyone clapping? She's just, I think we just woke her up from her nap. <laughs> now she's embarrassed. She'll be, she'll be our, our guest next week. Um, Talk about what it was like uh, working with, 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 others, with students from other classes. It's actually pretty fun to work with students from other classes, uh -huh. and especially multiple classes, because, <clears throat> yes, I've been here for 10 years, and that I make friends with really young kids, like first grader, second grader, third grader. And also, if I can interject, you're also in extensions, and so uh, I know we have a number of eighth graders who are in the extension program, and so they have no other choice but to interact with kids from younger grades and so forth. So how did, so talk about that. So with an extension, it's pretty cool outside in the play yard when it's just extension kids. Mm -hmm. Because then there's really no conflict. Uh -huh. And then uh -huh. on the grass, the, um, because it's fake grass, we do cartwheels, push-ups, whatever we want. Mm -hmm. And we bond over that. Okay. So, in leading into the next topic, uh, what we talked about today for our, our leadership class, we talked about how, how all of the eighth graders uh, took on a role being leaders for the student community. And then the, our next challenge is how, how are we going to, uh, what role will we play in the back to school barbecue to be leaders and representatives to the parent community? So, let's talk about what you envision us doing at the back-to-school barbecue. So, Nate, so Dayton, we're gonna start with you. It's back-to-school barbecue day. What are things that Dayton would like to be doing at that back-to-school barbecue? But aside from having fun and dancing and eating and running around and 
and drinking way too much fruit punch and having a sugar buzz all day long. But still, what are some things that you, you want to be doing for back-to-school barbecue? So for me, I would really like it if the eighth grade would help out with like the carnival games that they would be doing there. Okay. Or like um, helping out, passing out the food for the parents and the other kids. Why would you, why would you want to do that? That's interesting, too. Because the, 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 the struggle has always been trying to get parents to do this. They, they have the volunteer board down there. And if you go downstairs, you'll see how few parents have written anything down. And parents listening, yes, I'm calling you out. Uh, why is it that's something that you really want to do? Because for eighth grade, we're supposed to be the leaders mm -hmm. of the school. And I would think that because we're supposed to be the leaders, us helping passing out the food or in the carnival games will help us interact with more of the students. Okay, and, and, but, the, and but who else could we be interacting with? Been with doing? Like, the, uh, like with other parents. The parents, good, and teachers. All right. Now, Alex, what do you envision uh, for back-to-school barbecue? Let's say today's the barbecue. What do you want to be doing? I would want to help out with the games and the food mm -hmm. because games that the little kids play, mm -hmm. it's actually really fun as a kid. Okay. And because the eighth grade are the leaders, mm -hmm. with us helping the games, it'll go smoother and it'll be more fun. Okay, this might, I might be putting you on the spot right here. Uh, what's your back to school barbecue name? We've already met uh, Susie May, I believe. Is that Susie May and Buck? Uh, so have you thought of a back to school barbecue name? Uh, Ronald. Ronald, okay, very old west. Ronald, any any nickname with it? Uh, Ronald the Terrible, or, or you know, Ronald McDonald, a very a very famous character from the old west. Ronald McDonald, known for his yeah. <laughs> Alex, have you thought of a of a back to school barbecue name? I actually haven't. Okay, so I that might be a kind of fun thing we can come up with our own back to school barbecue name. So, um, all right, well that's. That's our upcoming leadership project. So for the next two weeks, we're going to be planning things that we can do. We've already talked about some things with Mr. Erga. Um, uh, how do you feel about uh, what Mr. Erga and Mr. McCrimmons have said about socks? Okay. Socks? Nail, pol nail polish? Either of you? <laughs> now, did they say that guys couldn't wear nail polish? No. No? I mean, I might... I might show a sign of solidarity and, and sport some nail polish. Alex, how would you... Uh, would you jump in and, and wear nail polish if that were allowed? Yeah. All right. Color? Um, All right, I'm going to let you think. Dayton, you have to pick a nail polish color. What color is it going to be? Uh, red. Red? Okay. Classic red. Now, there's various shades of red. There's like kind of like a, a kind of a whispering red, like, ooh, you barely see. Or there is just like sports car red, like you're going to see this from across the yard, red. Blood red. Blood red. Pleasant, wow. loving. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> says St. Francis like blood red fingernails. <laughs> this episode of, uh, anyway, uh, color, Alex. I would actually have a few colors because I like to do designs on my nails. Okay. Even though they're super short. Do you know how to paint? Are you good at painting fingernails? Kind of. How about you? Have you ever painted a fingernail? Never. Never? Never. Never? I, I, uh, in my, in my younger, slightly rebellious days, I used to sport black fingernail polish. And, believe it or not, black toenail polish. 
But then as you get older, that lat, your, your little toe, maybe some of you guys, the, the nail on your little toe is so tiny that, that you really can't just do it. So you just kind of paint a toenail on there. But anyway, maybe I'm revealing a little too much information about, about the structure of my little toe. But uh, who knows? Maybe if you guys are uh, fingernail polish, maybe I'll, I'll uh, oh, but that'll upset so many teachers. So I'll definitely do it. I'll definitely do it. I'll have you guys come up with, what color would you like to see me wear? Well, bla I used to wear black, but blue, yellow, school color, teal. All right. I have ten fingers. I have twenty-nine students, so I'll let a few of you guys get together, and each of you can pick a color for the finger. That's what we'll do. So that's what the show. Only two episodes in, and that's what the show's deteriorated into. I thought it would be controversial issues, giving ch children a voice to speak up, and all we're talking about is what color Mr. Reynoso is going to paint his fingernails, so I'm sorry exactly. it's deteriorated that much. Uh, right now, Ramon's holding up his thumb, meaning he has to go to the restroom. So, Ramon, I want you to, when you're listening to this, taking notes, I want you to know right now, take note of the face I'm making. <laughs> there we go. All right, thank you for laughing at that. All right, well, that, that about wraps it up. It's getting close to 2 o'clock on a Friday. Uh, that is our second episode of Classroom Radio. I want to thank uh, our host, Gabriella, or our announcer, Gabriella. And I definitely want to thank our guests this week, Alex and Dayton. And once again, most importantly, I want to thank the best-looking studio audience in the history of podcasts, my eighth-grade class. All right. That about does it. Thanks for taking, thanks for taking uh, 21 minutes to listen to this five-minute podcast. We'll see you guys soon.